This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to a brand new episode of Double Tap for a brand new week. It's Monday the 17th of April 2023. Coming up, we're going to be talking about indoor navigation using Seeing AI and I have got a cool new app to tell you about. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hello, happy new week, Sean Priest. Happy new week to you, sir. How are you? Are you all right? You sound a bit quiet over there. Are you okay? I don't think all right. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm a little uh, bit tired today, so if I'm not, you know, sparkling and at the top of my game, that's why. No other reason, that, you know, lack of talent, charisma, personality. It's purely that I'm tired. So, go back to the previous things. Uh, lack of talent, charisma. You know, all those are factors. Yes, okay. Um, Mitigating factors, yes, okay. But what you're saying is that's not <laughs> That's just not the main reason the today. You know, when What's you wake going on? up... Tell me. Tell well, Uncle Stephen. Well, you see, Uncle... Oh, no, I don't like that at all. You see, Stephen, what, what happened was I woke up at 2 a.m. just wide awake. Just, you know? Yeah. And then you just lie there and you think, right, I'm not going to pick up my phone. I'm not going to pick up my phone. So... You know, I start playing with um, the smart speaker for a little bit and I play a bit of Night Manager and uh, and I listen to a bit of radio, still wide awake. So I was awake till about four and then about quarter past four in the morning, I'm suddenly incredibly tired, even though I need to get up at six. So, uh, yeah, I am just sorry. I know that was an incredibly tedious story, but the point is... It was. I'm not at the top of my game, hence no. that story. Well, you don't, you don't ever have to say that, Sean. You don't ever have to say oh, that you're right. not at the top of your game because, Thank look, you. we don't expect no. you to be in any way close to no, the I top of any game. Sean. It, no, it, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm it's, I stay for the support. What a, what a lovely place. It must feel so welcoming. What are you doing at 6am? What, are you down the mines? I mean, what are you doing uh, up where at do that you time think of I've the been? day? Considering the year I've had, the uh, 2023 horrible year so far. What, you're going at, out recre- doing a reconstruction of your fall? <laughs> what are you doing? I was at the doctor's, obviously. I had to go for uh, a 7.30. 7.30? Well, a I doctor know, is ridiculous. open at 7.30 in the morning. Well, after are you last private? Time I went, no, <laughs> I wish. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice and quiet at half past seven, so I'm not going to barge through any queues and get people tutting at me for, uh, for my rudeness. Oh, who cares? Some people. Oh, some people. Oh, these are things you got to think about. Consideration for others. Oh, you've you always happened. barge into them. You have got what I call needle brain. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> well, you do. I, don't know. I, I have had, I get this most Mondays. Today I don't feel that way, actually. But yeah, most Mondays I do get the needle brain. And basically what it is, is no matter what anybody says to you, if you haven't slept well, you kind of just tense up. And you feel yes. like it's almost like you, you become very paranoid. That's how you become. That's so I true, call it needle actually. brain. Yeah. Okay. Needle brain. I'll admit, I put my hands up. I have needle brain. So. Not easy to say, is Needle brain. From that, from that simple question of how are you, Sean Priest? Yeah, we we, it's we went on a little a whole bit. Sorry. Scab of disaster. Oh, yeah. well, that's gross. Please carry on. Tell us about this fantastic. Did you say app? A new oh, app you well, found? Yeah. So you're going to love this one, right? So here's me. Uh, coming to the party today with a brand new app to show you all. And I'm like, right, I've got a great app to show everyone. I can't wait to get on air on Monday and we'll show this uh, because GPT-4, of course, is the latest version of GPT and a, a new app has been launched to allow us to use it on our uh, desktop. So on the Mac or on the PC, even on Linux as well. And oh. it's a standalone. So you don't have to constantly reach out to the cloud, which means you speed up your response time. You're using the resources of the computer. Now, look, I'm not going to pretend to understand how all this works because I don't, but I was quite excited about this. And then you and I had to look at the way to install it. And, you know, you basically had to, you know, go off somewhere, you know, buy a hammer on a Tuesday and then come home <laughs> and buy a, a a bottle of water on a Thursday afternoon at three o'clock. And then if you did that, then there's maybe a chance you might get the tools to download the app, which I do know. I mean, it's just so complicated. I don't understand. It's GitHub. And as soon as I hear GitHub, I think, unless unless you're selling food, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit tricky to navigate. Um, it's it's not that obvious what each link does when you're looking for it. Just I just want to download the thing and, and try it out. Yep. And uh, it isn't quite like that. So 
yeah, this seems really exciting, right? Being able to run it actually on your computer. I said, don't even need an internet connection as far as I can work no, out. That's actually, right. That's right. It runs the AI on your computer. Great. Um, but that does mean you need to download the separate, like the model data for the AI and put it in a certain folder, then, you know, and, and then run it. And it, it's all a little Hang bit. Hang on. For, forgive me for asking what might yes. be, appear to be a stupid question. Uh-huh. And I'm sure it will. Uh, but. You know, if it takes a lot of computing power in order to run GPT, is my Lenovo ThinkPad going to be up to the challenge? No. Well, right. that's that's kind of my point. I don't think this is GPT, as in the official GPT AI we're talking about. This is an open AI. I think this is, they're calling it, basically this should be called AI for all. I think this is, you know, whoever's oh, own see. version of it, this I don't think, anyway, as of yet, I haven't managed to get hold of it and install it. But by the sounds of it, as it's not contacting the OpenAI um, servers themselves, it's running all local, it can't be, you know, this isn't the OpenAI source code by any stretch of the imagination. So it's just some form of AI that you can run locally to have a play with. But, yeah, we're going to try and check it out, see if we can figure out PowerShell and writing scripts, and uh, that should be fun. Yeah. We won't figure it out. We'll just find someone else to do it. Can we can can we get AI to do it itself? Could it just yes. in, could 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 AI just install the app? That would be cool. Yeah, we will ask time and effort. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if you read this story over the weekend. Amazon are getting into the game now. They've introduced Bedrock, which is a cloud service for AI generated text and images. So they're getting into the generative AI world as well. Um, Bedrock is the company's new API for Amazon Web Services that lets developers use and customize AI tools that generate text or images. So you can think of it as a cloud-based and configurable alternative to OpenAI's ChatGPT and DALI 2. Now, DALI 2, the one you may not have heard about, that is more aimed at images, right? And it's about creation of images. Uh, and it's aimed, this one is aimed at uh, businesses and developers. But uh, AWS customers can use Bedrock to write, build chatbots, summarize text, classify images, and more based on text prompts. And it gives users a choice of different models to use, um, not just the, uh, the OpenAI, which it really, I don't think OpenAI is part of this at all. It seems to have other alternative models of language, uh, what do they call it, language models, natural language models? Natural language, yeah. So this is basically Amazon getting into the game uh, and really building the tools for developers to go off and create the, you know, the apps or build their apps so that they work with Amazon products. This kind of gives me a suggestion that maybe this is going to lead towards the Amazon Echo eventually. Um, oh, I would hope so. It's the most obvious I mean- place for it to go, right? The AWS, um, so basically this is computing, cloud computing. Like uh, Microsoft have something called Azure, I think it's called. Yes. So basically they right. allow their huge amount of computing power, their servers, to be used by apps or third party to use their computing power. And they have these functions built in, you know, like Google object recognition, Google image recognition, which so many apps that we use actually use as well. Um, so... Amazon offering this new AI, if it is new, I mean, they've always had some sort of AI service there, but um, I'm assuming this is a, an up, upgrade. Uh, yeah, this could be great news. Depends how, how well it works. Obviously, at the minute, everyone's just, ChatGPT. Yes, well, that's right. Everyone's so excited yeah. <laughs> about ChatGPT and what it can do. And of course, the, there's just so many uh, different things that come up with this, you know, so many different potential areas and we've talked about all this but it's well, the just point is really interesting. it's it's the one that's actually proved itself everything we've seen so far i mean like, you know like i said before we were so excited by the smart speakers when they soon when they first came up siri you know, all the voice assistants and then we soon realized ah, okay that we, these are the limitations although they offic- um on the surface seem really intelligent actually you can soon find their limitations chat gpt was the first time we thought okay now this is starting to impress me so hopefully we're moving on to the next level and others will follow. Maybe this is it for Amazon. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I say, I was planning to come today with the app and I was hoping to show you it. But unfortunately, I can't <sighs> show you it because and I can't talk about it because we haven't figured out how to download it yet. We will hopefully get there. But, yes. you know, this this does all feel very new. So it's kind of hard to know exactly how, even recommending it at the moment. It's difficult because like we talked about PT last week. You know, starting to get a bit expensive because I'm paying for PT. I'm now paying for ChatGPT Plus, and I don't really understand how it all connects, uh, or even if it does. 
So, you know, and, and we're going to talk a little bit later about the other one, of course, for the Amazon Echo, because we've got a voicemail in about that. So, you know, it's just really interesting uh, that there's so many options available out there. Um, but, you know, and it still course, feels a bit new and a bit, you know, yes. it's all a little bit wild west at the moment. It's like the first days of the internet in some ways. It takes me and back we're to still days. only asking, like when we got our voice assistants and we're constantly asking, do I need an umbrella? Is it raining outside? Yes. Uh, but now we're just asking it to make up, <laughs> you know, songs about us and our pets or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's the potential's there, but I just don't know what to do with it at the minute. And it's like, what's two plus two? It, it yeah. got four. <laughs> it got it right. It's so clever. It's, it's the alive. cleverest thing in the world. Um, but, you know, I did bring another app with me. Thankfully, I've come prepared to this program. Ah, oh, you are a professional. Well I am. Done, I, I am a professional. Uh, do not try this at home. I am a trained professional. One app we couldn't download and work out. Yes. Yeah, so we... the second one. Yeah. Not quite the same. I'll be honest. <laughs> Uh, it's not quite as powerful, you might argue, but um, I'm actually going to let you hear this app because I can let you hear it. So let me just, because, you know, while we're talking here, what I like to do sometimes during the show is take some notes. So just let me, uh, what? yeah, I'll just take a little note here. Oh, there we go. Just type this down. Uh, sorry. sorry, what's, what's yeah. that? Yeah. What's that meant to be? Uh, hang on a second. I'll just take some new line here. There we go. Um, yeah, there so, you go. That sounded like you were spraying perfume. Pump, pump, spring what's, what's, perfume. No, that, what, what are you using? This. <laughs> no, you know I love my keyboards, right? Excuse me a second. Okay. That space bar sounds a little bit uh, not solid. That's all I'm going to say. So, do you like that keyboard? Do you like the sound of that keyboard? No, because it's a sound effect. It's an app. <laughs> ah, <laughs> what is it? So it's an app for the Mac called Clack, K-L-A-C-K, three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Literally spraying money over the internet right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, three ninety nine uh, in uh, pounds. So I guess about five dollars. And um, it's uh, yeah, it's an app which all it does is it just gives your you know gives you a sense of your sound of your keyboard so maybe you've got a quiet keyboard maybe you love the sound of a mechanical keyboard but you don't want to have one what hang on so when you're typing on your actual physical keyboard it plays physical keyboard sounds at you yeah so i'm typing right so this is me typing on the keyboard yeah yeah and it's it's playing it back oh wow okay what about the sound of the actual keyboard itself Ah, you don't care. You don't care about that anymore. I've got clack, <laughs> and you know what's best? You get different. And what I was playing you there was different types of switches. You can listen to different switches. So if you are really oh. into your keyboards and you oh, love I a see. certain type of switch, you can change it to that. Uh, and you can turn it on and off. It's nice and simple. It's a very, very basic app. It literally is just a turn on and go. Um, but we, it's we, we could figure that one out. That's that's <laughs> as far as I could manage. But I was quite, I was quite keen at that because I thought I, at first I thought this would be ridiculous. Yes, and it um, is. it's actually not because I like the way you can change the volume as well. Like I have my headphones on all day, and you know I never hear my keyboard. And you know that sometimes you think, did I press that key or not? And, you know, it depends how you set your voiceover up. Mm. I have mine to read. <laughs> I have mine to read words only, not characters. Oh well, novice. What's yeah, the matter with you? Exactly. Well, I, I just don't want to hear the characters all the time. But Why I remember not? when I started out with the screen reader, I did. I wanted to hear every oh, single Oh, you're saying it's advanced thing. mode, are you? Super blind? Yes. Okay, I, I see. That's right. I am the super blind. <laughs> Tell Lily, I am the Eggman. Is that the same thing? Um, you are the walrus. I yeah. am the walrus, yeah. I can <laughs> Built like sort one. If you want us hear what different because you when you're buying a keyboard you know I, i'm always confused by there's uh like uh cherry gray switches or cherry brown or whatever there's all different switches that you can buy on yeah. the upper end of the keyboard market um so i suppose you could justify it in well at least i know what it sounds like but i gotta be honest for me Stephen, it seems like you just want to well i can't hear it because i got my headphones on but i still want to really annoy everyone around me so, no, I've got my uh, headphones on. No, they can, no one can hear me. You see, that's the point. So I can hear my, my key taps yeah, in you, my your head. Your physical keyboard's still making noise, right? Yes, but uh, you don't hear it. You, I've got headphones on. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've yeah. got voiceover. I've got Jaws screaming at me all day. Okay. I want to hear my keyboard. <laughs> okay, 399. That's a ridiculous what's it, app. What's it called? I like it. It's called Clack, K-L-A-C-K. K, obviously, because yes. it's cool. Yeah. K for cool, exactly. Clack. And uh, yeah, clack. <laughs> Best I, name I ever, just, actually. Do you know what? It's one of those apps people will go, oh, well, rubbish. And then they try it and they go, ah, 
That's actually quite good. Yeah, I like that. Well, no, if you could customise the sounds, then absolutely. If I could get, you know, breaking wind or maybe clown uh, shoes noises. Oh, so it's, it's like, do you remember the horns? days? Do you remember when you used to buy those? Oh, oh. Um, yeah. Do you remember those uh, keyboards you used to buy, like Casio or the Yamaha, the first electric yeah, that's keyboards? Right. Sneezes. You, you could change all the keys to be something else. So you could just have sound effects. Yes, that's exactly what I want. I used to love the drums, the boom, boom, boom. I used to do yeah. that. I never made any, never played a single tune on that thing. Oh, no. Now I want it for Windows. Is yeah, it available exactly. for Windows? That would be a great. Right, come on, Clack, if you're listening. There's your next signs. project. But the thing is, I, I guess they could add anything they want because it's just a, essentially, it's just a layout, right? So you yeah, just, just add the layout pack. in. Yeah. I want dogs pack, barking yeah. every time I press the space bar or something. Yeah, that's cool. I take it all back. Well done, you. That's you a go. triumph Best of an app, app ever built. Wow. I did buy another one, actually, which is maybe a little bit more interesting. An app called Leary. L-I-R-E. Why is it with these names? I know uh, this one. This is an app which, now remember we were talking a while back about, you know, if you want to move away from Twitter or you want to get out of the whole, you know, social media world and you just want to focus on news and information or even just feeds that you really want to focus on, not the comments and all the nonsense. You just want the the raw kind of, you know, feed of, of maybe a YouTube channel or a podcast or a Twitter feed or whatever it might be. Uh, you can do that with apps like Leary. Uh, it's essentially an app which allows you to bring in all this content and then you can just go through it. You can organize it in any way you like. But what Lady has done, it seems anyway, has done a huge amount of work for us voiceover users. Because in both the iOS app and on the macOS app, you have a dedicated section under settings for voiceover with like loads of customization in there. So oh, things like, you know, I so you can, you can choose, for example, things like, you know, how you want the the article's read out. So you might not want the source read, or you might not want the date read every time, or the read or unread status. And you can turn all that on or off, and you can even you can even change the order of how the article is read. You can configure like how and what it reads. Oh, that um, is so cool. Don't you just love it when it has something like that in the set you know? It feels I mean, quite usually, special, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. like open, but it's also like, this is for me. This is brilliant. This is They've just actually bothered. They're thinking of me. Yeah, oh, no, it's really good. Even if it's just that sort of accessibility features in any app settings, I go, oh, this is cool. But when it specifically says voiceover and it goes to that detail, that's a different level. Well done. That sounds good. So, you know, lots of other things, and they're still figuring a lot of it out. I do like the fact that you've got iCloud Sync as well, so you can actually sync everything over iCloud. So any changes you make, any feeds you add, will automatically uh, appear on the other device. You can even have it where one device is essentially the device that goes off and fetches all the articles and updates iCloud and therefore updates everything else. All the others. Oh, so cool. you don't have to have everything constantly fetching all the time. Good if you're out and about. You maybe, you've like me, you leave your computer on all the time at home. Uh, I've got the Mac Mini sitting here. It's never turned off. Uh, Pulling don't, the planet. Don't tell yeah. my wife. Um, no. But, you know, it's always turned off at night. Definitely off. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, it's... it's <laughs> That's exactly the argument I have. Is that computer? <laughs> yeah, it's all off. Definitely None of it's off. off. Yeah. None of, I, I'm so, do you know the best thing that ever happened to us guys and girls who like our tech? Solid yeah. state drives. Oh, that's right. They can't hear them chugging away. No, no can't hear absolutely. Them. No sound at all. Oh. And it's so funny because I've got my big PC over there. And uh, when it's turned on and I'm downstairs, I remember one night I was sitting downstairs thinking, what's that racket? Just this low hum vibration on the roof and I'm thinking what's going on out there and I'm like so I came upstairs pretty much yeah this thing is just and it's doing nothing just sitting there so they're right turn it off that's it but the Mac well Mini done you. silent you're eco warrior I am I know I think I think the problem is I care too much do you know what it is since I switched over to laptops rather than tower computers mm. I honestly don't think of it like it's using a lot of energy <laughs> yes. and i know that doesn't really make much sense but i, I mean using it's, more it's constantly charging especially this one i'm using here which is a gaming laptop for absolutely no reason because i can't see beast. the screen yeah it's got a you know a, 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 a nvidia rtx 370 graphics chipset in it and the, the power brick is the size of an actual house brick it's huge mm-hmm. so it must be taking a lot of energy but i never turn it off no i know it's mad, isn't it? It's, I can't be waiting for that brew up time. I'm not waiting all that time. I, want, for it to, I, I, I just I, want to come in and turn the the uh, press the keyboard, and I'm back in Windows. No, well, I don't mind the I don't mind the startup from sleep thing. But like I say, I want them to create slow startups, slow start, or what would we call it? slow boot? 
Slow boot, yeah. The yeah. brew up time. That's brew right. Up time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I have when I wake up in the morning. I'm definitely a slow boot. <sighs> I'm not even going to. I could say you. so many things. I think <laughs> I'll just. I think I'll just leave that one. I'm tempted well, I'm just to leave. I'm exhausted after that um, lineup. That parade of apps there, Stephen. I've got to say, well done. You were obviously bored last night and went on the Mac store. <laughs> spending money. And the thing is, as much as I love Leary and I'm like so excited by all the voiceover features, I'm like, ah, I found an app that makes my keyboard click. I'm so happy. I'm so happy about Clack. <laughs> so Clack and Leary, get them downloaded. Uh, Clack, uh, Leary, I should say, is I think nine ninety nine on the app store. And uh, I think you've got to buy it separately on the the iOS side, so oh. you don't get a bundle price for that, which is... But oh. it's, it's a one-off payment, so you don't have to... Is it on Windows? Uh, no. Sadly not. Oh. This, is a, this is a real thing for me, Come because on. I, I I keep playing this game of Windows or PC, Windows or PC. This is a game every day. I'm like, could I just live with one machine? I always think, if I was going away again... So when I went to Vienna, I took my Mac with me, and I thought, I'll take the Mac, and I kind of wish I'd taken the PC, because I prefer editing on the PC. And then I thought, I don't want to take two machines everywhere I go. Into the shower. Yeah. Now, of course, yes, I could use Windows on the Mac, and that's okay, and it's not perfect, but it's okay. It's not ideal for long editing, because Mm. I think that you do start to face some of the challenges. You're emulating on top of emulation, on top of emulation at that point, especially with Audacity. So, you know, I'm a little bit hesitant to rely on it for, for something that's really important, but you know, you kind of don't want to take the PC everywhere. Then at the same time, uh, I was away recently and took the PC instead. And actually, I had a great time because I got loads done. I was on top of everything. But you know that way you just can't do the fun stuff because there's no fun stuff to do on it. (laughs) It's a PC. It's boring. What what are you talking about? What do you want to do? The internet is the fun stuff. Nah, it's it's just like, you know, there's all these kind of things, like all these cool apps that I'm playing with. You you don't, maybe you do get equivalents. Oh, yeah. Browsing RSS feeds. I mean, steady on now, fella. But I mean, even like podcasts, right? So podcasts, you you think about something like Overcast or Downcast, for example, which are great apps that work on the Mac as well as on the Uh phone. So you could, you know, you can do a lot of the grunt work, all the, the collection of the feeds and everything. You can do all that on the Mac and then it'll sync over to your iOS device. Um, there's no equivalent on PC. I was listening to some other, some, there's other tech podcasts that I was listening okay. to them as well, talking about this, saying the fact there's just nothing. There's nothing else out there on Windows that's particularly accessible. That's, the, of course, the problem, right? Because, yes, there are options out there. They're just not very accessible options. So, you know, that's I can't funny, find anything yeah, for podcasting. Even for oh, the yeah. RSS thing, there's not a huge amount. There's one I got called Accessible RSS Newsreader. It's very basic. I mean, it's just basically just it pulls in a feed and... You go to the list and you click. There's no customization. Sounds great to me. Yeah, but there's no customization. There's no unread options. It doesn't delete things. There's no it voiceover tab. And no voiceover tab. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't need it because literally it's just tab and shift tab through a list. But yeah, no, I know. There's what no you mean. cloud syncing. There's nothing. And you kind of think this is where the Mac always wins out because it's got the cooler apps. But would you, I see, I wouldn't even think of a podcasting app on my desktop. And maybe that is because, you know... I, there isn't one. The majority... Well, maybe there isn't, but I haven't even looked. I wouldn't even think about doing it. If I want to listen to a podcast, obviously I've got a smart speaker in every room, including yeah. the shed here, so that's how I listen to podcasts usually. Or I just, you know, open up Google and um, type in and just listen to it on the web through Apple Podcasts or whatever. So, yeah. I know I do, I do know what you mean, though. There are a few... Um, the rogue amoeba on the Mac. I, it's sort of I get so envious of that. I wish there was something similar on Windows Loopback and things you like know, that's, that. That's a great example of it, right? Because there's a there's a situation. So today, exactly this, right? So I go into Loopback and I choose Clack as the application, and I can then turn that into a sound source all of its own. Yeah. So when I was clicking those keys, you weren't hearing voiceover, you weren't hearing my system sounds, you weren't hearing Safari, you weren't hearing anything else going on in the system because yeah, exactly. all I was sending you on CleanFeed, because CleanFeed is great, you can have multiple uh, outputs and inputs as well. So you could say, I think up to four inputs you can have. So you can say on the fourth or third input, I think this is, I can choose which device. So my first input is my microphone. And again, I've just isolated the mic because the Roadcaster Pro this is me getting a bit techy here, so sorry, guys. But, you know, you take the Roadcaster Pro and you imagine that all these individual channels, right, just think of them all individually available to the computer. It can see every single one singularly. So my microphone, my microphone 2, my, uh, my input for the, the 
PC, you know, it's, it's connected through this as well. So it can see that yeah. independently. And I can take all of those individual channels and with Lookback, I can say, okay, I want to take this channel and I want to make it individual. So it's like a source. So when you go through all your lists of, you know, um, recording devices or audio and, yeah, devices. Yeah, recording devices, exactly. You can go through them and you can actually see what you've labelled them as. So I've called it Roadcaster Mic. Yeah, and <laughs> I have one which is essentially for Clack. Yeah, that's it. I just called it Clack. So I can go yeah. to the list and just choose Clack. And then I know when I'm playing that into you, that's all I'm hearing. Now, you can't do that on a PC. And no. if you can, I don't know how you do it. I just don't know how it's possible. The, the, the nearest thing we had for the longest time was virtual audio cables. And I've tried so many times to use that. And there's latency issue. I just don't find it very good. I find it very basic. The Rogue Amoeba and Loopback, the user interface, the accessibility thought that's gone into it is absolutely amazing. And the Mac audio system in general, it's just rock solid. It's just you know, Windows tends to get confused what, device you know you unplug so i can plug it back in and you know 50 50 whether it's going to recognize it again and choose it again but the the mac is just so good at that sort of thing so yeah all right i'll concede that well done you yeah i was just as you were saying i was thinking you know, it's a bit like android versus P, uh, iphone but it's not really because the iphone and android are closer and more similar you know at least you can they do are. almost the same things on each i mean arguably there's when it comes to audio and you know, input options and things. There's actually so much more you can do with an Android device if the apps are available, if the hardware is supported. But the problem often is these days that a lot of the hardware, like I was looking at the Rode wireless stuff, they've brought out a new wireless Me, they call it, which is uh, a little receiver and a little transmitter that you wear. And it's very small, very similar to the Rode wireless Go mics that have been out for a while. But they're very small um, and you just clip it onto your your shirt or whatever, and then you have a wireless connection to the same size device which connects to your phone. And they seem to have built all this for iPhone. Now, I can't imagine it doesn't work on Android. I don't know. But, you know, if it doesn't, that seems a bit weird because actually a lot of the Android phones have got USB-C. It'd be even better to connect right. on those yeah. devices. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is that I was going to compare Windows and Apple in that way, but it's not fair to do that. Windows is actually further away from the Mac way further away than the uh, iPhone is to Android. I think I just complimented Android. I think Carrie might have I had an impact you on the on, uh, Are you listening, Carrie? Yes, yeah. very good. Well done, you. That should be noted. Uh, right, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll get into your feedback and another great app to talk about and a wonderful feature in particular inside. We'll get to that next. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Okay, Sean, now that we've talked a lot on the show about seeing AI over the years, it is a fantastic application. For those that don't know, uh, it is an app which allows us to do lots of things like, for example, scan short text and have it read back to us in real time. You could scan a document, have it read back to you. Uh, there's loads of new things being brought in as well, like currency detection, color detection, light detection as well. And these are all moderately good, you know, depending on uh, when it comes to especially the color one. It's all dependent, yes. I think, on background lights and stuff. You know, it's not always... Very hit and miss. It is. You know, unfortunately, this is where specialist devices... They are much better at the job than, than than an iPhone with a camera because it's always impacted by external factors, right? I mean, if, if like most of us, well, I don't know about you, but I tend to have the lights turned off. Trying to identify colours in the dark yeah. for a black. phone is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything's just black or brown. So it doesn't really work. But uh, yeah, I've got a feature which came in, when did it come in? Last year? I think it might have been maybe earlier this year. I can't remember. Uh, but it came in fairly recently. And yeah, this is remember. indoor navigation. Now, this is something which has been around for a little while through the app Clue, C-L-E-W, and it's done it really well. Uh, but Microsoft have actually put this kind of feature, this capability, into iPhones, obviously because seeing AI is only on the iPhone, that's all you can get it on. And it doesn't require any additional hardware. It does benefit from it. So if you have an iPhone 13 or 14 Pro with LiDAR, you will get additional benefits to that. But ultimately, it will work, I think even going back to iPhone 8, if I remember rightly, it will work wow. on an iPhone back to, to iPhone 8. So, you know, I think ultimately um, results may vary is possibly the best way to put it. 
uh, depending on your, your smartphone. Of course, it's going to have an impact on the battery life and your phone heating up and all those kind of things on all the devices. Uh, but yeah, it, it will work, which is kind of cool. But we got this uh, demo in from a first-time uh, contributor. Now, this is interesting. He's never got in touch with the show before, listened to us for a long time, but never got in touch. And the first time he gets in touch, he sends a demo. Amazing. Thank so you. Gary got in touch with us. Gary, this is uh, your demo, and it is brilliant. He talks us through indoor navigation using Seeing AI. Hi, guys. Today, I'd like to do a demonstration of the indoor navigation option in Seeing AI. Uh, just before we get into it, though, I made quite a big blunder early on. While I was recording, I spelt kitchen with a C. <laughs> How stupid can you be? Anyway, now that little disclaimer is out the way and we've had a bit of a laugh, let's get into it, shall we? I'm going to go to Seeing AI. Seeing AI. I'm going to double tap to go in it. Recognizing English button. Okay, we are in it at last. I'm going to go to the bottom of the screen. So text, I can get adjustable. to the channels. I'm going to now flick up until we get to the world option. Document. Product. Person. Currency. Scene. Preview. World. Preview. There we go. Now I'm going to go to the top left of the screen. Menu button. There's the menu button. Quick help button. Quick help. Indoor navigation button. Indoor navigation. That's what we want to have a look at today. So I'm going to double tap that. Close button. Roots heading. Quick help button. Add button. Right, we're going to add a new route today. And what I want to do is I want to go from the room that I'm in to the kitchen. So I'm going to double tap the add new route button. Cancel button. I'm going to swipe right. Create starting point heading. Before walking the route, it's important to capture the area around the starting point thoroughly so that someone following the route can easily find it. If possible, choose a starting point that has distinguishing characteristics. Avoid large blank surfaces, reflective materials, and repeating patterns. After tapping continue, show the camera around the area where the route starts. Scan all directions including tilting slightly up and down. Imagine painting a sphere with yourself at the center. Okay, pretty self-explanatory there. Continue button. I'm going to click continue, and then I will go ahead and create this route. I'm going to click continue. Continue. Back button. Creating a new route heading. Slowly turn in a circle. Tilt your phone up and down as you spin. I'm doing, completed. I'm doing exactly that. I'm tilting the phone up and down. I'm turning in a circle slowly. At the moment, the camera is capturing things all in the room that I am, so it can recognize the starting point. Completed. Those clicks are basically progress indicators. 85% completed. 89% completed. Ninety-five percent completed. Still turning. Completed another circle. Enter a descriptive name for the starting point of your route, such as lobby or my office. Okay, I'm just going to type in here room. Notes optional. Continue. Note. Add a new name. Text field. So I'll double tap on the name text field. Text field is editing name insertion point at start. All right, let's see. Enter a descriptive name for the starting point of your route, such as lobby or my office. Text field is editing room character. Add any additional notes to explain where this route begins, such as by the door or near the vending machines. I'm not going to worry with that right now. I am right at the um, end with the feet side of the bed. I'm going to swipe right. Notes optional text field. Continue button. And I'm going to continue. Now walk to the destination and tap end route. Okay, I'm going to start walking. I'm uh, at the moment. I'm going out of the room door. Right about now, I'm turning left into the passageway. Those clicks you're hearing is the phone basically doing a recording of the route, uh, just letting you know it is busy recording. I've now entered the family room, walking past the television on my left hand side. I'm walking past the couch on my right-hand side. There is a counter on my left-hand side. I'm turning left into the kitchen. Getting to the stove area, I'm turning right to go to the fridge. And I'm here by the fridge. Okay, I'm going to find the stop button. Creating a new route back button. Create a quick help button. End route button. 
and I'm going to double tap on en route. Enter a descriptive name for the route destination. Okay, I'm just going to type in the kitchen. Name, text field. Insertion point at end, cap V, cap C, cap C, I, I, Y, T, T, V, C, C, H, H, R, E, E, N, N. All right, text let's field. see where we are. Add any additional notes to explain where the route ends, such as near the door. I'm not going to bother with that. Notes, optional, text field, save button. And I'm going to click save. Saving your route. Alrighty, let's see what's on our screen. Room to sit in button. Room to sit in. I think I spelled kitchen wrong there, but anyway, that doesn't really matter for the purpose of this demo. Show all routes button. Okay. So what I'm going to go is I'm going to go back to the room right now, and then we will activate this route and see uh, how it takes us to the kitchen. Okay, I'm back in the room where we first started off. Now I'm on this button that says room to kitchen button. Button. Okay, I'm going to double tap on that. Room to alert, follow button. And we're going to click follow. Looking for room. Looking for room. The camera is obviously trying to detect what it sees. Slowly move your phone around to locate room. Loading route. Okay, it's loading route. All right. What happens, we, we're going to start walking now. Just before we do, what I want to say is when you wear earphones, you'll hear the audible sound that you hear there in the particular ear of the direction that you're going to turn. For this recording, it's obviously not going to work so nicely, but I'm going to start walking towards the door. There's the first point. It's letting us know it's seeing something else. I'm going to turn left here. It's going softly there because the sound has turned to the left-hand speaker of my phone because I just turned left. I'm now in the family room, walking past the TV on my left. That's another checkpoint that's found. I'm here by the couch on my right-hand side. And here is the counter, turning left. The sounds are audible in the phone speakers all the time. It goes soft when you go a little bit off track. I'm keeping going on straight here by the uh, cupboard where I turn right. I'm going to turn right. There we go, we're still on track. And we're getting to the fridge right about now. Dead on target. Dead on target, right where I stopped it earlier on. And it took me right there where I wanted to be. So that's a brief description of the indoor navigation of seeing AI. I hope it was useful and have a great day further. Just for now. Thank you so much, Gary, for that. That was really helpful. And, you know, I love how you just took your time and got through that and explained to us how this feature works because, you know what? It's a great feature of CNAI and it's worth talking about. That was fantastic, Gary. That was so well done. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, okay, so when you're walking from your starting point to your end point, I'm assuming you got to hold the camera up in front of you. Um, uh, something I need to try. And also, I kind of miss the turn left, turn right vocal commands, but I guess if you're wearing headphones and it's like 3D positional, maybe it's something that actually is better. Again, it's something I'm going to have to try because I haven't tried this yet. But the way they, they map the start starting point actually seems really clever. I totally understood. As soon as they said, imagine you're stood in the center of a sphere and you're painting it. Mm. Now, all right, I totally, I can visualize that, what I need to do. The thing I find with Clue, which is also fantastic, is, you know, I've got to hold it on a flat surface for a certain amount of time. And I sort of get where that's coming from, but I can never really understand that and really get that into my brain, how that works and what sort of position they're looking for. Um, but this seems fantastic. It seems so user-friendly. Yeah, I'm really glad you did that, Gary. And please do come back again. And if you ever want to do another demo, feel free. That was yes. absolutely brilliant. And uh, <laughs> Gary got in touch with me just afterwards. Uh, he was telling me that he uh, uses Audacity uh, to edit. And he was saying that he really struggles with Reaper. And I'm with you on this, Gary. I find Reaper, I mean, as much as Reaper is, I'm sure, brilliant, and everybody raves about it, I think to myself, it's just, I think it's overkill sometimes for what, for what, 
certainly for what we need. I mean, we had Jacob Shemansky on, who's AMI's technical producer recently. And, you know, he's a technical guy. He's you know doing huge amounts of work. Even so, I think you could probably do most of that with audacity. <gasps> Truthfully. You should send him an email. I will. I'll email him immediately. <laughs> Where's my clack app? <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to clack my way to Jacob here. That doesn't sound right, does it? It works. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's absolutely fine. But there's no denying the power of Reaper. But I do think, I mean, I was overwhelmed. The amount of keyboard shortcuts, again, I'm so thankful they're there from an accessibility point of view. Yeah. But it is a little bit overwhelming. But um, hey, horses for courses. Nice to have the choice. And um, if you're into producing music, especially, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's a different ballgame, yeah. I think for yeah. that, you're absolutely right, because music production, totally different to audio production that we do. Totally different. I mean, it yes. is. I mean, it's the same tools, but completely different use of them. Well, um, there's a difference between a sound engineer and an audio editor, right? I'm, I'm definitely an audio editor. I'm, I'm not neither. a sound engineer. <laughs> I'm a guy who uses audacity. That's the way I put it. Uh, true. Yes, yeah. yes. No, I'd go with that. I, I talk for a living. I don't. I don't edit for a living. That's not. That's not my thing. <laughs> there are people who know what they're doing, and I'm not one of them. But I can get by. You know, I can get by, and I can do what I need to do. And that's why I think Audacity is great. First off, it's free. But yeah, Gary, thank you so much for that. If you would like to drop us a demo like that, maybe you've got an app you're playing with or trying. Uh, maybe you want to tell us about it. Maybe a feature. Maybe a piece of hardware. Maybe you've bought something you want to share and use of it. Then get in touch. You can just hit record on your smartphone and send us. A voice memo via email to feedback at doubletaponair.com or you can leave us a, a message on the good old dog and bone oh. telephone as most people might Someone's know. Someone's got all cockney at the moment. Well done yes, you. Yes indeed. <laughs> yes. one eight seven seven. Thank you. 1877 That's exactly what Eleanor's done. Eleanor's back. Let's hear from Eleanor. Hi guys, it's Eleanor. I'd like to talk a little bit more about Oracle of Light, bearing in mind I might get cut off again. <laughs> you can have the basic one or activate advanced mode. The difference between them is like night and day. So for me, it's well worth paying the small monthly subscription for advanced mode. When I asked, it told me that it's part of the chat GPT-3 model. The fact that I can have natural conversations with it on the smart speaker means I no longer feel out of the loop and can enjoy all the excitement over AI. It does all the fun stuff, like creating stories and poems, and it will even rap if you ask it. <laughs> it doesn't always get everything right. So if I ask it a question and think it's hallucinating, I double-check with Lady G. If you do decide to enable it, have fun. It's a really cool skill. Keep up the good work, guys. Bye. Oh, thanks, Eleanor. Really appreciate Thank you, Eleanor. Uh, have you splurged on this app yet? Because I, I'm tempted to. I think this is a skill, actually. It's a skill, isn't it? It's a skill, yeah. Really, I mean, you just say enable Oracle of Light and bang, you're in it. So it's it's really good. You get two days free trial. Um, doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, it's it's better than nothing. Before you're actually charged is 169 over here. So what's that, about three Canadian rupees or something like that? I mean, it's... it's de- yes, exactly. It's three Canadian rupees. That's rupals. right. Not not rupees or rubles, rupees. Um, uh, yeah, I... I think Mr. F will be feeling your ripples in a minute if you keep that up. Stop it. (laughs) It's really nice. It's a great way to test out what everyone's talking about when it comes to, you know, OpenAI and and ChatGPT. I even believe, I don't know, that that if you do subscribe to the advanced mode, you get access to ChatGPT4. Um, Obviously, you can add images and things like that, but I think you get the uh, year's um, added knowledge base so i think it goes up to 2022 is that the is that the benefit of, of that's four? The, well the the main benefit is that it's conversational i think i've said this before the 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 free version you can ask it a question but it'll immediately forget 
if you ask it a follow-on question, it doesn't know what you're talking about. In advanced mode, where you're paying, you can have the conversation and you can ask follow-up questions and it still retains the context of what you're talking about. So you could say, you know, what is so-and-so? And it will answer you and say, ah, but what about this? Without restating that first question and it will follow on the conversation. So that's what you're actually paying for. And again, it's a really good way to test out and see what all the fuss is about. It's really cool. Yeah, sounds good. Eleanor, thank you so much for telling us about it. I, I hadn't even heard of it until you mentioned it. So yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant to know about. That is something I think uh, we could all benefit from. Now we need Siri to get one as well. And then we'd be... Uh... Oh, wow. I'm I'm using Siri this morning to try and call a taxi. I mean, first Hopeless. of all, cooler taxi. I, I, I've Googled cooler taxi for you. Like it's some sort of rap artist. I, <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> a, rap, a rap artist taxi driver. Cooler, Cooler taxi. taxi. I love their first album. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I, don't think the, I don't like the guy. He's always gets back to me. <laughs> you got to ask it so many times. It's getting worse and worse. Boo Siri. Come on now. Yeah. Boo Siri. Thank you. Hashtag. Okay. Uh, Camille's got in touch. I don't think he's happy with you. Today on the AT Banter podcast, none other than the CEO of Be My Eyes told us that anyone from visually impaired community could get the beta version of Be My Eyes. That is until they decide that enough copies have been released for beta test. What does that mean? It means that Sean Priest has lied to us and his partner. I Uh hope she is listening. Shame on you, (laughs) Priest. You may never get out of your shed. And, by the way, since you are testing this software, how did you manage not to know that you were emptying a can of pears and not a can of sweet corn into your vegetable soup? Have a nice day. Camille from Regina in Saskatchewan. Oh, dear. Just because I can't say Saskatchewan properly, it's picking on me. Unbelievable. Firstly, I didn't empty the can of pears into the soup. That was Sarah, my partner, who isn't using Be My Eyes because I said she's not allowed to on the beta. But to be fair, isn't it still, have we come out, I haven't checked this because I can't, because currently on my phone I am running the beta version, so I can't run the previous version and the beta version together, as far as I know, it just updates. Yes, right, yeah. But I do know that the sign up or register option for the beta is in the iOS and Android version of Be My Eyes now, but is that still in pre-sign up? Is the actual beta public yet? I don't um, know. I don't think it's public. No, it's closed, isn't it? It's, it's a closed beta. Um, but you can sign, you sign up to it, and I, I guess it's, it's a you know, first-come, first-serve, really. Um, and there will be, a, 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 I think, a top level on the number of people who can actually get access to it. Um, which, you know, look, we're all going to get access to it in a couple of months' time. Just everyone relax. It's going to be fine. Okay. Well done. But Thank look, you. You took trying, the bullet for me there. They really do have to... <laughs> Keep, I think they have to keep track on who's using the beta because um, I can't say too much because obviously there are restrictions in what we're allowed to say. Um, but, you know, there are things going on in the background as part of the beta that make it that you, get, you have to get in touch and let them know and, and feedback to them. And I think obviously they want to keep that in a, a manageable fashion, which is which makes total sense. Uh, listen, I want to go to another uh, voicemail. Actually, I beg your pardon, an email. This is from Janine. Hi, Stephen and Sean. Funny someone should send a note about the see me cane. I got a good look, pun intended, at this cane at CSUN. The inventor, Kelvin Crosby, yes, his first name is like the temperature scale, Kelvin, is mm-hmm. deafblind and is a TikTok influencer with his channel, The Deafblind Potter. He makes some mm. very nice pottery, by the way. Oh. Kelvin designed the cane, as Amory said, after being hit by cars repeatedly during low light. It's a straight cane, and I'm not sure how many lengths it comes in, but the shaft of the cane is hollow, hence the ability to light up all the way down. Instant lightsaber. I suggested that when you turned on the light, it should make the lightsaber sound. Kelvin just laughed at that one. <laughs> What's very ingenious about this cane, though, is not that it just lights up, but that Kelvin has included an extra button to tell when it's lighted and when it's off with a haptic. These Uh buttons are located in the handle of the cane. Overall, it was a tad too long for me. Okay, way too long, as Kelvin is significantly taller than I am. Everyone is significantly taller than I am, though. The handle (laughs) was a tad heavy due to the controls for the light, but definitely nothing that would prevent me from buying one of these if doing a lot of travel during low lighting. There's a study out there that says people recognise reflected shapes that most resemble familiar objects when driving at night. This includes body silhouettes in clothing like fully reflective jackets, pants, etc. A lighted cane fits that bill nicely. 
I have some strips that are designed for a bicycle. They attach to the shafts on the bike at various points, but their design is perfect for a guide dog harness handle shaft. They have LED lights that can be set for a white, red or blinking with a switch and, if I can remember to do so, can be recharged via USB. They're good, but I rarely remember to use them. My dog's harness also has some reflective strips on it, but they don't mirror a recognisable shape like the lights for the handle shafts would. Sadly, when I worked for the guide dog school, I dealt with several graduates who had been struck by cars during low lighting conditions. Many were seriously injured and one man's dog was killed in such an accident. Whatever you do, wear some type of light-coloured clothing, unless there's a lot of snow, of course, or use some type of light when you travel at night or during low lighting conditions. Janine, lighting up the night. Hmm. Thank you, Janine. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know why they haven't. I'm sure someone has somewhere about Kickstarter. If it hasn't started already, it will after the show by someone who has invented uh, a jacket or something which has got LED lighting all around it. You know, it's almost like an outline all around. Yeah, you know, that's right. Down right. the arms, right, you know, right up the, the back on the hood. Are really a great invention, right? They're, oh, they're they low are. energy. They're sort of no maintenance at all. They're Powerful. incredibly bright. Yeah, yeah they're a fantastic. Fantastic of it. Uh, actually, thinking about it, I, I had a LED collar for my dog when That's I used right. to yeah, take yeah. him out in winter, you know, in dark mornings or, or, or early evenings where it's pitch black. Um, yeah, you could get LED collars as well. And they were great um, when I could see him. So yeah, well, it's so funny you say that, was. right? Because we've, we've just gone from having LED collars. We haven't had one for a while. But like you, we had one. And it's moved from that to, please, can we put a bell on the dog? Because I need to know where this dog is. Yes, I'm going that's to right. continually yes. fall over him. <laughs> but my dog always rips those bells off somehow. <laughs> you know, it just, they're always gone by the time I come back. So, yeah, we tried the collar. And it was really good. Um, but, yeah, LEDs are great. Now, it's interesting about this See Me cane. So uh, what I'm getting from that is it's not segmented. It is just no, a just solid... Yeah, yeah, which makes absolute sense why it's able to light all the way through. Then, mm. um, but is that an issue? I'm trying to think. I mean, it's probably it's possible they could they could create one that that would fold up. I mean, it's fine if you just you know go out for a walk and come back, but if you get in a car, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Listen, we could talk more, but we're out of time. Oh. Uh, yeah, Aww. keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Uh, you can call us one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Thank you, Sean. That was a fun one today. Yes, it was. Thank I'm you. I'm off to clack into the night. Um, Why? Right. Uh, Good night, everyone. bless you, Mister. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.